It's Coachella. Oh, uh, I like, like that. It's homophilia meets Coachella. No, yeah, no, I got it. Yeah, I like it. No other possible interpretation. Not really. Uh, how was your Coachella weekend day? Oh, Matt, can I tell you it was ideal? Uh, in that I did it at home. Had some folks over, yeah. cooked some meats from ButcherBox, of course. Um, and uh, and just watched. We like it, it is. I don't. I honestly, it was great. There were great performances, but I don't understand why anyone would leave their house when the live stream for Coachella is so good. Did you curate who you would be watching in advance? Yes. So who'd you watch? We made a schedule. Uh, let's see. Night one, we did miss Casey Musgraves. I'm sorry to say, mm. um, but uh, we caught. Um, Oh, Janelle Monet, Great. Who was fantastic. Should have been a headliner, if you ask me. Yeah, shocking she wasn't. Uh, it's shocking that she wasn't, although I think it's maybe that she is at the tail end or still in the middle of the Dirty Computer tour. So what she did was what I imagined to be a stop on the Dirty Computer ah. tour. It wasn't anything you hadn't seen or heard. Right. Incredible, but like, but, you know, right. nothing. She... A headlining set would have entailed a whole new, you know, stage show and new music and whatever. Sure. So she's forgiven. Um, let's see. I This is not going to be in order. But um, Saturday, um, highlight, Christine and the Queens. Mm. Un-fucking-believable. Fun. So good. And the whole thing seems every – all, like, the big ones, the headlining acts, seemed like they were lit like documentary concert films. So it was very much for the home audience, right. I think. Um, it was lit beautifully. It really, it felt like like a like a modern art piece. So like they're a really making this as accessible for you as they're yes. they're really telling you like you're doing the right thing by staying home. Absolutely, you're being incentivized. Absolutely, all of their correspondents are 22 and real dumb. Oh, there are correspondents. There are who correspondents are actually there to talk to the live audience. No, not to the live audience, oh. but they they catch like some of the acts backstage. None of the huge ones, but they'll catch some of the daytime acts backstage, and then and then they'll talk to each other. And it's like uh, this this was really good. Definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. No, yeah, it's good. They're doing definitely, the televised audience. I mean, like the, you you have to be watching streaming. Oh to yeah, see yeah, these yeah, yeah. It's Coachella VJs basically, but they're all young and. People don't quite know how to be on camera. Mm. That's my pickiness. Uh, Christine and the Queens, incredible. Uh, Tame Impala, pretty interesting. Uh, Weezer came out and did a barbershop quartet version of Beverly Hills. That's how they began their performance. And I, my arms crossed in front of my chest and stayed that way. <laughs> Until they brought Kurt and Roland from Tears for Fears out and did Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Oh. Now, I don't know why Weezer is doing an album of covers. I don't know why they, their second to last song was Africa. I mean, I know that's why they're relevant now, but like, I think you could do your own. They, you have a decades long career. You right. can just do your own. It was great. They're definitely old. Rivers Cuomo looks like Dana Carvey now playing like a, a an alternative Garth. Uh-huh. Uh, who else did we see? It was great. Um, oh, and then Sunday Lizzo. Oh, which really, I don't know if you heard about what happened what with happened? Lizzo. Um, the sound went out. At least once during every song. Oh, Jesus. So the first or second song, it was out for like a full 20 seconds. I will say she didn't miss a beat. Stayed, she hit every note. The dancers kept dancing. Everything went perfectly. And when it came back in, it was like everybody was right on point. But then at the – and watching it at home, you get the camera angle. You can see her up close. And you can just immediately see her not having it, right? Ooh. Because there's just a – this, this is the danger of playing to track. 
like some AV cable can get jostled out by the base or something, and then you're fucked. So, so she just kept throwing these exasperated looks off to stage left. And, uh, and then she was like, y'all better sort this out because the next time I come, I'm going to be a headliner. I don't need my in-ears to fucking work. Like she just immediately called it out. It was great. The crowd went nuts. And then she closed with juice and the sound dropped out for the whole final 90 seconds. Oh my God. And at that point she was like, I hope it doesn't come back on because we're just going to do this. And they did it acapella and the dancers danced and it was, it was perfect. And then she went backstage and I just, I hope there's a security cam that caught the fucking fury because uh, you know, she fucking exploded and for good reason and for good reason. But this year they are uh, also live streaming the second weekend. So I don't know if it's all the same acts, uh-huh. but if it is, I would recommend catching it on Sunday, Sunday evening. They will surely have <laughs> all of the wrinkles ironed out by this weekend. Yeah, it was a great, so. it was a great set. She looks amazing. She sounds amazing. I can't wait for the album. You, you didn't see which Ari- I think comes out today. Oh, yeah. happy Lizzo Day, everybody! Yeah, you didn't see Ariana Grande. Did not see Ariana Grande. I mean, by that time, it was Sunday. I was tired. Yeah. Um, also, I don't care. I mean, I like her, but I don't care. I'll see it when I see it. She did have a surprise visit from the NSYNC boys. I did hear that. dear, dear, dear friend, Lance Bass. That's correct. Joey Fatone. Yes. Chris Kirkpatrick. JC. Never learned how to say his last name. Shazay. Okay. And that's it. And no Justin Timberlake, who I guess has since recorded a congratulatory message, but didn't bother to show up. You know what? He's the only one I'm not interested in seeing from that quintet. Quintet. Oh, did you watch it? Yeah, moment, you know, smatterings here mm-hmm. and there. I caught okay. a clip here and there. Okay. I can't, it doesn't, I'm not even that interested in watching the lie. I, it makes me long for my youth. Yeah. My Coachella, which weren't even that long ago. And I was not even that young when I was going, but, you know, I was doing a lot of drugs and living my best life. And sure. I'm no longer doing any of this. But it's a fun way to come full circle yeah. and just enjoy it in the home that you can have now. Yeah on a nice TV yeah. and just relax, make a beverage, cook a, cook a sausage. You know what? Maybe that is what I'm going to do next. I think weekend. you should. I think you should. should. We have some housekeeping or, or, sure. or, or podcast news. Yes, we do. We should share with people. Exciting news. Exciting news, which is that coming this summer. Yeah. Uh, to a Stitcher premium near you. That's right. We're doing a spinoff of homophilia. That is Correct. We're doing it. We're, we're doing a special ten episode uh, series where we go deeper into the issues that make us who we are. Mm-hmm. We're talking to uh, LGBT historians. We're talking uh, to LGBT mental health professionals. We're talking to LGBT sexual health professionals. We're talking to people who have uh, who have studied uh, queer people in entertainment since you know for for hundreds and hundreds of years. We're talking about our history and our health and our happiness. Uh, it is, uh, it is, we're going deep into the issues that make us, us like that. We're kind of pulling away from the, from the personal stories and mm-hmm. we're getting into the larger story. You know, what makes us, us, how, how we've changed, where we're going. We're launching this summer. One thing we are, uh, missing is a name. We have some ideas, but I mean, do you want to, well, we get I, I think our, our top idea is a deeper shade of homophilia. Oh, see, no, Just somebody's already kidding. doing that. Somebody's already That's doing that. Deeper shade of. We have uh, homo feelings, yeah. Uh huh. We have homophilia, uh, yeah. We have 
Momophilia. We have as momophilia. In, as in mo, mo, yeah. momophilia. That mo, is mo, more. A, a more. McConkey classic, and I love it. Uh, but we'd like to put it to you. If you have some ideas for uh, for the summer spinoff, kicking off roughly Pride Month, mm-hmm. uh, summer 2019, lay it on us. You know where to find us. We are on Twitter, at HomophiliaPod. Let us know. Uh, if you uh, if we pick yours, you'll win a prize of something. Yeah, maybe we'll send you some merch. Yeah. We don't know what it is or yet. Or maybe Dave will send you a cameo video. Oh, I, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Um, so that's it. Look so for that. Coming look soon. Look for that. And, uh, and look for this week's guest, Punky Johnson, is a uh, comedian and a star mm-hmm. and a joy to talk like, to. A legitimate delight. Uh, enjoy this conversation with Monkey Johnson. Butcher Box, man. Butcher Box, baby. Okay, well, let's give you a little backstory. Butcher Box is a sponsor of Homophilia. Yeah. Butcher Box arrived to both of our doors mm-hmm. last weekend. Yep. Unbidden. Just meat. Just Unannounced. a big box of meat. Had no idea a huge box of frozen meat was coming to my door, but it did. And I opened it, and I defrosted it, and I cooked a bunch of it, and it is so damn good. I'm so excited to dig into my box. Oh, steaks. Amazing steaks. Great pork chops. Uh, Incredible chicken. The best bacon I have ever had. Uh, An incredible Authentic version of a classic pork sausage seasoned with uh, salt and pepper and sage. The breakfast that I made mm. at McConkie. Mm. Blow your damn mind. So good. So good. And Here's butcher the Butcher Box is, of course, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, Dave. No, but please. I'm so We're both excited, excited. To, to jump in and tell the people that Butcher Box delivers healthy, 100% grass fed and grass finished beef, free range organic chicken, and heritage breed pork right to your door, just like they did for us. Uh huh. It's free of antibiotics and hormones. It's humanely raised on open pack- pastures. And this month, Butcher Box is offering the ultimate breakfast bundle. What's that? It's two packages of bacon, it's two pounds of that breakfast sausage, all free in your first box. And as I said, the bacon is truly some of the best bacon I've ever had. I make a little sauce with the uh, with the bacon grease. It's not healthy, but boy, Ooh. is it good. Uh, it's all Whole30 approved. It's uncured. It's nitrate and sugar-free. Uh, the sausage is, as I said, seasoned with salt and pepper and sage. Right now, new members will get two packages of bacon and two pounds of breakfast sausage added to their first box for free. Plus, you'll get $20 off your first box. So go now while supplies last, as this is a limited time offer. Go! Get the ultimate breakfast bundle. Two packages of bacon, two pounds of breakfast sausage for free in your first box. Plus, 20% off that box. Go to butcherbox.com homo or enter promo code homo. That's butcherbox.com homo or promo code Homo. The 10th Annual National Abortion Access Bolathon is here. That's right. The National Network of Abortion Funds hosted Bolathon is the largest annual grassroots abortion access fundraiser in the U.S. And every April, supporters like you help fill the budgets of local abortion funds across the country in an awesome display of collective power. Yes, with over 50 funds and over 60 events across the U.S., they're raising $2 million for people who need abortions and can't get them otherwise due to cost, legal, or geographical barriers and abortion stigma. Teams like Fund Abortion Meow, 
Doggos for abortion access. Gay witches for abortion. Cultural clitoracy and thoughts and spares are bringing the fun to fundraising. As abortion gets harder to access every day, do your part to make abortion a logistically possible option, not just a theoretically legal choice, because we are all in this together. Join your local event at bolathon.nnaf.org and follow the conversation on social media at hashtag bowl19. That's bolathon.nnaf.org. Folks, we are back with Punky Johnson. Hey! How are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm having a good time. You're bringing a great energy to the Earwolf You know what, that's this tea, this zesty, uh... What did you get? This wild, sweet, zesty orange tea. It's bringing you up. Mm Mm-hmm. You're bringing also a sunny energy on this very rainy day. Well, that's good. Thank you so much, because it it took a lot for me to get out of bed this morning. Yeah. The rain makes me want to snuggle in. Yes. Build a fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And just binge watch something on Netflix. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's a great segue to our first question, which is what are you binging or what are you watching? Oh man, I'm a psycho. I, uh, I, I'm a, I'm hooked and addicted to Grey's Anatomy. I can't stop watching it. Ooh. It's probably the only thing I watch on TV besides football. Are really? you current on Grey's Anatomy? I'm current. I watch it all. Well, what happens is, so the new season, season 15, I'm not going to watch that until May when it comes out on Netflix. And then you can just try char- I'm going to take two through. days, stay inside. I'm going to watch that. Okay. And then when I'm done with it, I'm going to start it back over from season one. Wow. Really? And do it all again. For, it's, for 14 I, seasons is a lot of time. I can't help it. I don't know what's my problem. Every second I get to, even, I don't get too much time for TV. So when I do, I yeah. watch Grey's. What is, I dipped into it recently after been taking about 10 years off from mm-hmm. it. And I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know who any of these people are. Other than obviously Ellen Pompeo and her two bosses. Mm-hmm. But now Ellen, now Gray is the head of the hospital. I, yeah. So true? it's her hospital because her sister died in a plane crash. Oh. And they sued the hospital. I could tell you, I, I could pass Please. a Grey's Anatomy trivia. Please. Um, her sister died in a plane crash in season eight. And they sued the hospital in season nine. Uh-huh. And then they renamed the hospital to celebrate the lives of the people that died. So it's called Grace Sloan Memorial now. Okay. After Ellen Pum- after uh The one Meredith who's on Supergirl now, who played her sister. Wasn't oh, that, yeah, that sister? yeah. That was Lexi. Yeah, yeah, Alexander. Lex- yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, also, so, McDreamy also no longer with us. He died. Rest. Oh, fuck. Every time I watch that season 11, I'll be like, don't get in your car, McDreamy. But he oh. died every time. Oh, no. I want- <laughs> How does he die? Is it a car crash? It's a car crash, but they didn't get a CT at the hospital when mm. he was stable enough to get a CT. Mm. But they thought he, they oh, had to fix his abdomen. So who, who, which doctor fucked up? I mean, that's a It lot. was a doctor at like a little country town. Hospital. Oh, oh, they, it they wasn't somebody. It at. wasn't a teaching hospital. They sure. were, yeah. And he oh, went. Boy. Uh, spoiler alert to our <laughs> listeners. <Yeah. laughs> but that's season eleven and season fifteen yeah, no. right now. I'm just like Jesus. So how do you how do you stop from being spoiled by people who are watching it weekly on ABC? Nobody that I know watch Grey's Anatomy. They okay. think I'm weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Everybody think I'm weird. And it's have... not exactly the freshest, newest, you know, hottest <laughs> show. But I love that you're staying true to it. Yeah. I have to. I'm, I have this crazy connection with uh, with uh, Ellen. I don't yeah. know what it is, but I love her. And I kind of got a little upset when Christina Yang left. Of course. Sandra. But I don't know. I, I just can't stop watching it. Sanchez is the best. You know, it does feel like classic television. 
Yeah. You know, like something that would have been on 30, 40 mm -hmm. years ago. Yeah. It's a little soapy. It's a little, you know, disease of the week. Uh -huh. It's, you know, it's kind and of it's, a little And bit it's everything. funny. I laugh a lot. It's yeah. hilarious. They've got jokes. Do you dabble in the rest of Shondaland or are you just a Grey's person? Um, scandal. Uh, something started bothering me the way the president walked. So I stopped watching it. I didn't okay, watch the last season. Let's get into that. How did he walk? He just had a stump. To him, so every uh -huh. time he walked, he kind of just did this, and I was so sick of seeing it. So <laughs> I'm so crazy. It's the smallest little things that just sure. get me to stop. So I stopped watching that, and I love, I love uh, Carrie Washington, but yeah. I did, I hated the way they had her hair. It looked yeah. like it could just move all the time. I'm just like, I can't keep looking at this wig. So I just. Oh, I hate that I said that, but it's no. the truth. I have to be you honest. You have to be honest. You to live your truth here. This is a place <laughs> for doing. honesty. And I couldn't get it to date the murderer quite yet, mm -hmm. but that's because I'm so addicted to to Grace. But I do want to dive into that okay. and check it out. It does look very interesting and mysterious. Uh -huh. So I do want to see that. Okay. I want, I want her to bring back McDreamy, though, because he was working for the government, and I know he can come back because he quit working for the government, and then he died. Oh. So it could be like some type of conspiracy Wait, thing. Wait, McDreamy wasn't a doctor anymore? He was a doctor, but then he started doing like brain stuff with the president. Oh. And then he quit to go back home to be with Meredith. Oh, so. And then he died. You're pitching that in season 16, maybe McDreamy faked his own death. And Meredith knew. Oh, wow. Maybe it, he like staying in like a protective custody because he knew all the government secrets. You can't uh, just go out living life knowing government secrets. Yeah, yeah. You can't go back to normal life. Of course not. So is this a thing that happens in Grey's Anatomy? Have people come back from the dead? No, but Have, I okay. hope. I, I hope like at the last season, he just be like, you know, I'm in this bitch. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I doubt it because Patrick Dempsey himself don't, he don't want to, but yeah. it would- it would kill me. I would I would be like, what the fuck? It'd be nice for the final episode. Yeah. yeah. Is next year the last year? It's, it they is. haven't even announced it yet. Oh. Ellen says she can keep going. Wow. I Why don't blame you? her. Mm-mm. They're making bank. Yeah. Oh, they're making money. Yeah. I want to get into Eve, though. I'll kill an Eve mm -hmm. because I love Sandra so much. Um, have you guys seen it? Yes. I have not. I have. I keep harping on Dave to watch it. We talk about it a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. It's it's so good, you okay. will, it, it, and it it feels as if Christina Yang has become a um, what is she a detective? Oh, okay. okay, that's good. And it's just great. But here's what keeps it. happening. Last night, for example, perfect example. We had a we had a night. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a, a perfect time to dive into season one of Killing Eve. Mm -hmm. Right, it was cold outside. Yeah, we had a fire the whole bit, and then it was like, well, the masked singer is on. Oh. We hate the masked singer. <laughs> but we had to watch it just to see, just to see, like, if it had improved or changed in any way. It hasn't. <laughs> but there was a big unmasking, I heard. As big as you're going to get on a masked singer. It's hard to say, by the way. Uh -huh. a masked singer. Masked. Masked. Yeah, I have a little list. That's pretty yeah. helpful. It's mask. Because it also sounds like you're saying the masked singer, like mm -hmm. mask. Uh -huh. The mask for know? mask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the mask, mask singer. That's a different yeah. show. We're going to pitch that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was the um, the the. No, it wasn't the bunny. She was the horse. The ho the mm -hmm. unicorn horse was Tori Spelling. We found oh, Tori. Yeah, they did. That's 
very shady and that's cruel. hateful. <laughs> that's hate wrong. Yeah, that's hateful. But I'm happy. I feel I like Tori's had some financial problems, and I'm happy to see that she's out there. Hey, they got her. For that's scale. good. You know that. So I saw Tori last year. I work at the comedy store, so I see celebrities, I, and I work in the VIP room where they come to be away from people. Yeah. And she was back there. I forgot who she was with, but she was having a blast, and she looked happy. And I, I I'm a 90210 girl as well. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh my god! And I was just like, I'm so glad you married David. It was. She's just like, girl, that's years ago. Let's get over that because I think that ended 18 years ago. <laughs> it's been off the air for a long time. The mm-hmm. reboot's been off the air for a long time. Yeah, I'm so mad about the reboot though. Didn't watch. Of course, hell no. You can't. You no. can't replace the original no. cast. No. That's what I was saying about L Word because L Word's coming back, and I'm like, I'm hoping they bring back the original cast because if you don't, they've got the at least they've got at least three of them because they're producing. Well, I know they have like Beth and uh, Shane and Alice, but you can't have Beth without Tina because they they should be married by now. Right. Well, then Tina better be coming back. Tina as better be back. I'm gonna be pissed. And they got a daughter. They might have a son now. Like I really want to know what happened with them. I'm so excited. I'm happy that's happening. I'm excited. <laughs> I would love for there to be an L word 90210 crossover in the form of Joey Tata. Whoa! You know what I mean? They could be hanging out at the Peach Pit, right? Is Joey Tata in both shows? No. Oh, but he, should, but I mean, he, he should, should he should work yeah, more. You're right. He belongs in both universes. Yeah, that's right. Everybody though. needs a gnat. Oh hell yeah, that's so right. That's yeah. dope. So you were a nine hundred two one zero person. Original recipe only. Yes. Uh, favorite characters and storylines. I would probably say for some reason David. Mm. Hmm. Um, it does require a little explanation. Well, David is a. Uh, like he's he's a swag guy. I love white men with a little swag like that. Like he mm-hmm. had he was he was charming. He had the charisma. He had the style. He had the moves. He could dance. He started off as a shrimp, and he he was he's like most improved through nine hundred two one zero. He's held up real real nice, right? You know, he had a lot of struggle. He get the girl that he loves, but she's a virgin. They can't have sex until she's married. He's struggling with that. He's back and forth. He cheats. He gets her back. He finally gets to you know be with her. Physically, then he financially has trouble. He loses her again to some rich guy, and then he gets her back at the end. It's like I love him and his progression and how he—he's a man. By the time the season is yeah, over, yeah, yeah. Oh, you've you got right. you've got me convinced. <laughs> and I was I was not partial to uh, to David Silver. But yeah, no I love yeah, Brian Austin Green, a specific boyish type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know he got the she wears the jewelry. He, he sings. I mean, he sure. he has every quality you would want. And like, if I liked men, I would I would I would be like, that's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> but so were there ladies on I Know that you were like, that's my girl? Um, I I like them all, mm-hmm. but you know, like I love women, but I really there's so it's so much drama. I'm just like, oh, girl, shut up. Just let's just go. Let's just get to the next. It. I, I really wasn't a big fan of the females on that show. Yeah. Andrea got on my nerves. Yeah. Kelly got on my nerves. Yep. I, I do love Tori Spelling as a person, but Donna got on my nerves. Uh-huh. I hate the way she left David because he made a mistake. I was so mad at her. Um, yeah, no, I, was, I wasn't too... And I love Dylan McKay. You can't not love Dylan. You can't not. You know? And no. Brandon, he was just like... He's a good guy, but he's like corny, always doing the right thing. I'm just like, ugh, you know, sure. fun. Can't <laughs> help but notice you have not mentioned Brenda. Oh, I hated Brenda. See, oh. there you go. I, oh. agree. She I was, agree. She was the most dramatic yeah. on the show. That's which, what that, I you loved about that. her. What about Valerie? Or you're a, the only reason why I like Valerie was because she is just a petty bitch. So <laughs> Va- Valerie was probably my favorite. <laughs> mm. 
I love of I love a shit talking, shit starting bitch. It's so fun watching yeah. it, and and because of course, Saved by the Bell. Sure, oh, of course. Oh, I love sure. Saved by the Bell. Can't forget about that. So, have you ever been to the pop up Saved by the Bell thing? No. Do you there's know a, about there's this? a no. Max? They they've made the Max somewhere in where is it? It's like in the tar- Target, I think, the Santa Monica and La Brea. Wait, what? Is that true? I, no, I think I haven't been, but there's a pop up Saved by the Bell experience. I feel like Dana's done it. I actually Do you, have not done it, but I've wanted. That is to. the it's most shocking. Dana activity it's of all time. It's very it's so true. on brand <laughs> for Dana. <laughs> It's almost so on brand for you that it goes all the way back around and you are like, I'm not going to do it. Yes, yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've heard really good things. I've okay. heard amazing things about it. But yet it's, it's still – the thing that's crazy about it is that it's still here. I thought yeah. it was going to be like a – like it's a month of this thing. Yeah. And then I keep seeing like it's an Instagram, like people still going to it. And I'm With, like, And holding a giant cell still? phone and yeah. being at their locker. What? It feels yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it feels right. It's got a high school hallway. <laughs> it's got the max. No um, way. I got to go. Yeah. Gotta yeah. Go. The max is fully there. I think, yeah, it's the max and then, yeah, like lockers and stuff. They, they, they kind of mm-hmm. mix the whole high school slash the max all combined in is one it, space. I love it. Santa Monica and La Brea at the, at the Target? Yeah, it's in that complex, I believe. Yes. I'm going to find it. Yeah, you yeah. got to go. I have to. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that, oh, did yeah. You, did you watch Saved by the Bell ironically or did you actually like it? Uh, I was so young. Um, I don't remember. I, I yeah. just know... It was one of the kid shows. It was popping, and I loved Lisa. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, yeah. I I, I really don't remember, but yeah. it was just something that was on TV, and I watched it. Yeah, it's one of those things that it's like it's so even even when you're a kid, you're like this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you watch it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know that this is not maybe high quality, but mm-hmm. I sure do love it. Mm-hmm. Do you remember a show called Fifteen that was on Nickelodeon? I don't. I don't. Dave remembers. Yeah. What What is it? This is a deeper cut, and it was only on Nickelodeon for a very short window of time, and it was a Canadian, like, uh, sort of soapy version of mm-hmm. Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Or like a like Degrassi, if Degrassi was half half an hour. The most Canadian thing. Really? You, yeah. With, like, the just blatant accents. Oh, and, sure. Sorry. Uh, oh, man. Everyone was sorry. Yeah. Everyone yeah. was going out. Um, Ryan Reynolds, a young Ryan Reynolds mm. was in it. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No one else. I thought I was big time Nickelodeon. That's all I used to watch when I was younger, like yeah. Gumby and Salute Your Shorts and Oh, Salute Your Shorts. That was a good one, right? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was no. weird. It was yeah. some weird I, yeah. I love weird like sure. summer campy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get past the theme song because they say the word fart in it night. <laughs> oh yeah. Remember that? <laughs> That's true. It's so it's so funny you Use even saying that word feels so wrong. I know. <laughs> well, let's cut all that out. Uh, hey, dude. I remember Hey, dude. Sure. It's not too clear in my mind, mm-hmm. but I I remember Hey, dude. Christine I, Taylor. Oh, that's right. Um, I'm fairly certain there are episodes of 15 on YouTube, so you can catch up. Oh yeah, I will. You can go back to season I'll, one of 15. <laughs> How many seasons do they have before you do season 15 of Grey's Anatomy? I think one. I think season one was it. If okay. we're lucky, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. Swan's Crossing. Oh, I'd never dabbled Mm-mm. in that. No, nope. was the uh, was the TV debut of a young Sarah Michelle Gellar. It was another sort of teen oh, really? soap opera. I think wow. it was syndicated. Mm. Also on YouTube. We have a lot of assignments for you, Punky Johnson. Okay, cool. And, and Doug, I, I, I remember uh, Doug, right? Oh, sure, of course. Yes. Do, 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 do. I used to, oh yeah, I used to like that. Did you do Snick? Were you a Roundhouse person? Um. 
Or I guess I don't think so. The whatever the Melissa Joan Hart one was, where she was not a witch. Mm, unfamiliar. Okay. Clarissa. Oh, Clarissa explains it all. Was it Clarissa explains it all. Was that got the that. one? Forgot all got about that. Her. I know about that. Yeah. Wow, all this is bringing me back. It really is. This is exciting. Um, bring us back in terms of your comedy influences. You are a stand-up. Ooh. Who inspired you? Um, who does inspire you? When I was younger, my mom used to watch a lot of Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Tons of Eddie Murphy. That's all I watched when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But honestly, Eddie Murphy... Uh, he said something about Richard Pryor on one of his specials. And I was like, well, who is that? And then I went watch Richard Pryor. And I'm like, oh, this is the guy. Yeah. This is the guy right here. Sure. But Robin Williams is, is, has always been one of my favorites. Like, I can't. He's, wow. He, he He's a genius. I think he's a genius. Just his stage presence is a genius. And the way he could just do all these characters and these voices. And it's just a level in my career that I don't, I can't. I'm not good with, I'm not good with any of that. So he's always been a really good influence with me. So that's why I always try to keep developing characters because he is just really good at yeah. that. Um, but yeah, those two really amped me up and got me started. And then, of course, throughout the years, you got uh, Cat Williams and, of course, all the kings of comedy. And I used to watch a lot of uh, uh, Def Comedy Jam. Not Def Comedy Jam. Comic View on BET when I was oh. younger. It used to be the last thing I watched when mm-hmm. I was like 10, 11, before I went to sleep for school. And I will watch that. And you got DC Curry and Montana and uh, uh, D Ray, all those guys. I'm just like, wow. I, I, and you know what? I don't think I even noticed that I used to watch that every day, every night before hmm. bed. So, yeah, I think I've been a comedy freak since I was a kid. And then I didn't think I would actually do it. Yeah. No way. You got to get on stage, you got to talk about your life you got to open up to people be vulnerable and be judged and rejected and have this heartache and failure and then really good moments and but it's too the, the energy the mood everything is just too up and down yeah it could really stress you out sure but i like it what was your first open mic like my, you know my first time doing comedy i actually did a good job yeah and I think I think a lot of people first time doing comedy do a good job because you go up there you really don't care you you I I really didn't care I mm-hmm. got up and I did great and I'm like this is easy this is nothing mm-hmm. and then I bombed for like three years yeah because yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand the craft I didn't understand the structure about it at all you know and I really don't think I I think I took it for granted I don't think I appreciated it for what it really wasn't the hard work you really had to put into it to actually become good at it, uh-huh. you know? And I'm I'm pretty good at it, but now I have to dig deeper because I want to become great at it. Mm-hmm. So now it's getting harder. The higher you go, the harder it gets. So, whew, it's a journey, though. Yeah. So you work at the Laugh Factory. And no, then, no, no, I work at the comedy uh, store. Comedy store, sorry. Yeah. I get manufacturer and distribution confused <laughs> yeah. when it comes to laughs on Sunset. Um, so are you able to just get up when there's a spot? So I started working there. And um, I was very afraid to do comedy, but I needed money, and they were hiring. Mm-hmm. And it was me and 75 people in that room in the line to interview. And I was like, how the fuck? How am I going to do this? So I talked to God, and I talked to the universe. I was like, if I get this job, that means I'm supposed to be doing comedy. I let it be a sign. I wound up getting the job out of all those people. I was happy, but I was pissed because now I have to go do the shit. Right. I wound up getting a job. Of course, 
politics. They treat you like shit for a year or two. They don't believe you really want to do it. So you got to fight your way through the door, even though you're in the door. So I wound up having a couple good sets in a row, like one year. And then they put me on a friends and family list where I get to call in and say, hey, I'm available this day, I'm available that day. And then I start getting better, climbing up the ladder, climbing up the ladder. And then one time, then we had a showcase, and then I just murdered. And I don't even know how I did it. I was just, I just was feeling something that day. I was my, I was crazy that day, man. And I had like, I had people getting up, running, laughing. I was like, oh, Lord, I did that. It was crazy. And then the next morning, it was like, we putting your name on the wall. You passed. So I get paid to do comedy over there. And they still let me work over there, which is great. Yeah. I'm bartender over there. And I'm trying to, you know, you know, fully get to the other side without having a clock on and, you know, just be a writer and all that. But it's very, very hard. Bartender, yeah. we make a lot of money. And I get, you know, I'm taking care of my wife and we got a house and da-da-da. So I can't be full-time comedian right now. Right. But I'm working on it. Uh-huh. You're a full-time comedy store. So that's... Full-time that's comedy store. Yeah, you're in the right place. Yeah. Unfortunately, right now, comedy don't pay as much as bartending. Right. But soon and very soon. You've got your name outside. I mean... That's no joke. Soon, bro. I'm gonna be out. I'm working on some stuff. Yeah. I'm excited. So you're 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 seeing comedy constantly. All the time. Yeah. Are mm-hmm. like are you a tough customer? Do you <laughs> give up a laugh easily? You know what? The crazy part about it is I hate comedy. Sure. <laughs> I get it. I don't know why. I rather watch like with movies, I'd rather watch action movies. Um, if I do watch a funny movie, it's a funny action movie like Rush Hour or Bad Boys. Um, I actually hate watching comedies, but, but when I'm around it, I love to watch it live and watch the guys develop from taking a joke from a premise. Uh And by in the next 10, 11 months, it's this big old thing with every three seconds, it's a laugh. I'm like, wow. I love to watch the development of it rather Uh than sit and watch a special. Yeah. Who's up and coming right now that you like? I would say <clears throat> they got this guy named Jamar Neighbors. Uh-huh. He's a piece just the one thing I love about him is he is fearless. And if you if he don't, uh, he's just fearless. He goes on stage and he does whatever he wants. And he doesn't force a laugh. If you don't laugh, he doesn't care. He's finding something in something. And uh-huh. you're just gonna have to sit there and deal with it. I love him. Um <clears throat> I have this girl named Kimberly. Her name is Kimberly Dice. Lord Jesus, what's this girl's name? (laughs) But she's great. And one person who I don't think is up and coming, but they keep saying she's like up and coming. Her name is Eleanor Kerrigan. She should be famous by now. She's the she's the best. She's raw. She's uh she's brash, aggressive. Eleanor is the best. She's from Philly. She got this attitude. She got like a Southern Eastern attitude, man. She's crazy on stage. I love her red hair. Crazy bitch. Eleanor Kerrigan is, right. is the best. Is it still, uh, does it, I, I imagine it still feeling like a bit of a boys club, like that there is this kind of like yeah. traditional structure there. That's, ugh, that's like, I mean, it's a boys club. Let's yeah. let's just be clear. But I don't know. I'll be trying to keep my opinions out of it, you know, because I don't want to say nothing bad about, you know, women in comedy. I don't want to be saying stuff like women just making a big old fuss, because sometimes I think a lot of them are, which make the women that are really out here hustling and busting their ass to be great. They make them look bad. So it's just I, it's a boys club. Yeah, <laughs> but you've you're navigating it. And oh yeah, and, and succeeding. 
Oh yeah, one thing that I that I didn't do was uh, kiss ass for nothing, and I don't ask for anything. And it's not like, oh, I'm too. Good. It's not. It's nothing like that. It's just people are evil. <laughs> people see that, and they just and they just start shit with you. And so I just, I just, I honestly keep to myself in this game, and I speak from stage. And if people like that and they want to howl at me, then they do. That's how I like to run it. Right. Yeah. It's a good way to run that. That's I stick to myself. I'm I mean, of course I'm I got writing, friends. I'm taking a note of that. That's why. Big time. So. I stay in my lane. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to, I try to keep my opinions about other people to myself. Like, like if somebody doing better than me and stuff, that used to bother me. I'm like, why? Da, 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 da. But that's none of my business. Mm. That journey is different from mine. So I try to stay in my own lane and turn over, stay, stay in tune with what I'm doing. Uh-huh. Because if I if I you know zone out to what everybody else is doing, I get distracted. I might get a little depressed, feel down. I might start pushing things, and things don't go right when you push it. So I just cr- try to chill and take it as it come. Uh-huh. What's meant to be gonna be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, let's chill and take it as it comes right now, and take a little break. Hey. And we'll be right back with Punky Johnson. Yeah. Dave, yeah. we all need someone to talk to. That's true. A person who can support us through rough patches or even the everyday ups and downs of life. And that's where Talkspace comes in, friends. That's right. Talkspace is therapy for how we live today. It's mobile, it's affordable, and it's available when you need it. All you have to do is provide your preferences for therapy, and Talkspace will match you with one of their 4,000-plus therapists the very same day. Mm -hmm. Send your therapist unlimited texts, audio, picture, or video messages from anywhere at any time. Join more than 1 million people who feel happier with Talkspace. Uh Talkspace has more than 4,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges we all face. So to match with one of them, find your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. Do it at Talkspace.com. Make sure you use the code HOMOPHILIA to get $45 off your first month and show your support for the show. Yeah, HOMOPHILIA and Talkspace.com. We're back with Punky Johnson. (laughs) Are you refreshed? I'm so refreshed. Good, good. Um, so, Punky, you have a wife. (laughs) Yes. How long have you been married? How did you meet? Start from the beginning. Tell us everything. Oh, man. Um, me and my wife met in high school. Really? We've been knowing each other for about 18 years. Where was high school? Uh, we went to high school in New Orleans at the school called Xavier Prep. And uh, that was when I was out of control. Like, I thought I was a boy. I dressed like a boy. Everything was huge. I used to wear, like, a size 38 in pants. I was tripping. Big hats. I used to wear gray contacts. I was out of control. Braids. Gray contacts? I don't even know why. For what? Or I would wear white contacts or cat eyes. Just I I used to like to look a little odd, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just saw my wife. At the, at the time, I just this random girl, and she used to just call me pretty boy. She's like, hey, pretty boy. So I took that as, oh, okay, she liked me, you know? And then I see her at this party. You know, you have parties in high school. And um, this boy was flirting with her, and she was like, tell him I'm gay. I don't want to talk to him. Tell him I'm gay. I was like, she gay, you know? <laughs> yeah. So then I see her at another party, and I asked her for her number. And she's like, no, I don't 
like girls. I'm like, what the fuck? You call me pretty boy. You tell me to tell this dude that you gay. Like, what? Well, she was like, I, I just needed you to do that. I didn't want to talk to him. I'm like, but what about me? So that all of that happened. And then eventually she wound up giving me her number as a friend. Yeah. And then it just grew into something crazy. And then we were together for like eight years through college. And then she broke up with me and left me. And then I became crazy. And I started stalking her. Wait, wait, wait. Hold yeah. pause. Okay. Gonna, yeah. What do you We're gonna zoom in on this moment? Stalking her? Well, see, this is what happened. Like that was that was all I knew since high school, right? Yeah. But I knew who I was. I knew my sexuality. I knew that I was gay. And I was with I was 17 and she was like 15. So she didn't know what she was or who she was, you know. So by the time she was 22. She was like, I can't do a bitch. I got to go out and see what's we can't. No, hell no. I feel trapped. I got to go. And that just I was just like, what do you mean? You know, like, I can't I can't have you leave me. I went nuts and I just like watched her and I followed her and I stalked her and I sat in trees. I don't even like trees. And there <laughs> was sat times in trees for hours. Sometimes I would have snacks. Fucking water, weed, everything. Now, I where would, were these trees? Were, well, she had an apartment. <laughs> she had an apartment called Forest Isle. And it was all, of course, gated off. But she had neighbors on the other side of her gate, which I became friends with. Oh, my God. Well, I got tired of the tree. And then I became friends with her neighbors in the back. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm saying this <laughs> stuff out loud. Um, <laughs> and I would watch her. And then I was like, what the fuck? Am I doing? You you know, I had to start realizing who I was. Like, yeah. she lost something, too. You are crazy. But that pushed me to come out here because I was like, I need to stop stalking. If I stay in New Orleans, I'm going to keep stalking you. How long was this period of stalking in New Orleans? Oh, I don't know, like eight months. Okay. Okay. And is, are, you, are you also like, is she? you're contacting her and she's saying, don't contact me. Is it getting to that? extent or you no like she played little games with me too like she didn't want me to see people she would sabotage dates I had so, so it, it was it was just it was we were in the middle of you know we love each other but we we too young for this serious yeah. shit right now growing pains yeah growing pains and then um I left I came to LA to figure out life I went to acting school when I I didn't I didn't want to go to acting school but I'm like what else you gonna do you know and uh, and then we got married. So she moved out here she, after you did? She moved out here in the, in the next four years, and we got married. Wow. At what age? Oh, God, I don't remember. How old am I now? 30, I, 20, I was 28, uh-huh. and she was uh, probably like 25-ish, Okay. Ish, yeah. 26, maybe 26. Okay. So what happened for you in those four years? You're out here. She's not here yet. Um, you kind of let her go? You know what I did? I let her all the way go. And uh, I met people. I was with, I had a blast. You know, it's so fun when you're free. I was like, oh, that's why you wanted to break up? This is so fun. And uh, I met people. And then it was, I started getting serious with this one girl. Like, so, so serious. And she was like, what the fuck going on with this bitch? And I think by her seeing that I was really like, really exited her life and she probably thought I was going to leave her. She was like, oh no, hell no, fuck that. Let's be together. I'm I'm done playing. You know, I was playing. It looked like you serious. So let's just come back together. But we would, we would still cheat on other, we, we, are, we, we are, we should not be together. We are really fucked in the head. But, that's my baby. 
Uh, (laughs) Like, you mean currently still fucked in the head? We are are not compatible. Um, We see the world very different. Um, We argue all the time, but I don't care. I don't want to argue with nobody else but her. What's a what's like a recurring argument? Uh, her parents telling her what to do all the time. I'm like, you supposed to make decisions with me. You don't make decisions with them. You make them with me. But they don't care, and she don't. So her parents come first. That's the argument that we can't get out of. Right. Yeah, you need to come first. I have to point. come first. I will come first, and I'm gonna click out in a second. Oh. I'll go she to their house. To I will go to their fucking house. <laughs> I'll come to Avalon Court, bitch. <laughs> In five, four, three, two, one seconds, I'm gonna be there. This motherfucker, I'm gonna go crazy. That shit is aggravating. Have you ever been in that position where parents are just running your relationship or your marriage? No. We're both with people, and no. no, no, it's so annoying. Yeah, it's so aggravating. We're all we're not separated from our parents, but we're physically separated from our parents yeah so yeah we all have good relationships with them i think Uh but it's just yeah no we don't there's there are boundaries my mother taught me like when i got married when i proposed to my wife she sat me down she said listen i know me and my mom like this like it's we tight she's like listen i know we tight but you have to understand that you're getting married now so now you have an immediate family and now i have become your extended family so when you have good news you can't call me no more you can call me, but you got to call me second. You can't call me first. So she trained me to know how to be in a marriage, how to have a partnership. And she, my wife just didn't get that training. Yeah. You know? So I'm training her. <laughs> me and my mom are trying to help her and wean her back off yeah. of that. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, that's a process. It's all good. I don't care. That's that's still my bitch. <laughs> Love it. What's what's she like? What attracted you to? Man, her? my wife is so goofy. She is. Oh god, she's the goofiest person. The most bougie, most pretty. Never had to work a day in her life. Her dad spoils her. It's very hard to keep up with that. Mm, it's very yeah. hard to match what he does for her. Loves the greatest shoes. She wants. She. Adventurous. She's the adventurous one. I'm safe. I don't like to take chances. I don't gamble. I don't take risk. I go for the short thing. She's like, fuck it. Let's just do it. Let's just see where we end up. I'm like, hell no. But if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have had a lot of experiences. You know what I'm saying? Like, she loved animals and going into the wild and shit. I'm like, I don't like all that shit. And hiking. Yeah, like, she'll go, like, wherever... Like, I don't, she'll go into the damn hills at night. I'm like, they got coyotes and shit out here. Like, hell no. No. But she don't care. Wow. She's, she's just fun. I need that fun Uh because I take life so serious. She's just fun. And she got my back and she clipped my toenail. Like, she does everything for me. Clips I love your that. toenails. That's real. She's always love. told me if I ever find out another bitch clip your toenails. <laughs> wow. She clips your toenails and you make sure she doesn't get eaten by a bear. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. Okay. We don't get eaten by a bear. Uh-huh. I have to protect the both of us. Yes, yeah, that's true. <laughs> what was the wedding like? Oh God. Did somebody tell you to ask me that? No. I fucking passed out at the I like died at my wedding. What happened? <clears throat> Once again, we're gonna zoom in. <laughs> I was tired and I was exhausted and I was working like 80 hours a week 
like I said, her parents don't really support our marriage, so they didn't help. They didn't help us at all. They didn't even come. Um, my parents was like, we'll pay for the photographer. Nobody, I had to do everything yeah. on my own, so I was just exhausted. I don't think I slept for like 30 hours before we got married. Um, the day we got married, we ran out of gas. We had to push the fucking car, get an Uber, find go. It was oh god, it was it was fun, but it was a disaster. And then for the wedding, I probably probably had too much to drink mixed in with heat and exhaustion. And I went. I was like, I'm about to go outside and take a nap. That's that is was my exact during words. The, after the ceremony when, when at the this? at the like the party at the reception. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to go outside and take a nap. I'll be right back. Next thing I know, I was waking I woke up in the ambulance because <laughs> I didn't know I was in the I thought I was, I, I had to take a nap. That's all. I, 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 but I, apparently I went into a coma. <laughs> a coma, um, punky. Apparently. But it wasn't a long coma. It was probably like an hour. And I woke up in the ambulance. They had all this shit on me. And it was like, do you know where you are? I'll start going off on them. I'm like, yeah, I know where the fuck I'm at. They're like, okay. It was like, do you want to go to the hospital? I was like, hell no, bitch. I'm at my wet, man. Get this shit off me. I'm like having a good time in the thing. I got my middle finger up to everybody outside the ambulance. They're like, bitch, we thought you was dying and you holding you. You up in here playing. <laughs> and I wind up... Uh, have taken a bowel movement on myself oh. and I peed everywhere and I had no idea. So I smelled like shit. And the whole time I'm like, somebody smell like shit in this bitch. Somebody smell like shit. And it was me the whole time. So I think I died. I had shit everywhere, just down my leg. I didn't even know it till I got home. So you've been <laughs> to the other side. I think so. <laughs> But I you, don't even remember. They got it all on tape. I was like, oh, my God, I was dead. watch the tape? <laughs> yes. Wow. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and y'all didn't let me go to the hospital? <laughs> so at what anniversary do you renew your vows and do a take two? I do want to. When her, I, I think I am going to go and talk to her parents. Yeah. And. And I need I need to fight for myself and get them on board with me and who I am and how much I love their daughter. I think that would make our marriage a lot better. But I got to find the courage to do it. And I also have to do it when she's ready for me to do it because I don't want to force her to do something she don't want to do. Which is, I, I, I click out sometimes about it, but I'm trying to keep the patience because she has a very different relationship with them. And they're old and she don't want to lose them, you know, so I'm really trying yeah but uh maybe in the next three years okay we'll get married again okay i'll get a new ring i propose uh -huh. stay yeah, hydrated yeah I, I will stay hydrated <laughs> stay in a climate controlled environment <laughs> oh yeah it was hot it was like fourth of july yeah smack dead in the middle of hollywood boulevard the heat it was just nasty sorry can we go back you get your inside an ambulance you realize that you have shat and evacuated yourself, and you're saying, don't take me to the hospital, and then they drive you home instead? No, like, I didn't know I shat on myself right. at the time. I thought, so. I thought, I don't know what I thought, <laughs> but they let me off the ambulance, and then my big friend, Kyle, he's huge, he picks me up over his back, and he puts me in the car, and then my wife and my mom takes me home. And, <laughs> I and refused this, so the party, treatment. The party was over. Oh yeah, the yeah. well, it wasn't over, but it was over for yes, me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we had seafood and stuff. Like I woke up, my face was swollen the next day. I was like, 
I don't know. It was. It was. Yeah, you probably ate something. I, it was. Pro- it could have been something I ate because I really don't remember drinking that much. That's what I kept saying. I'm like, I don't remember drinking. My mom always told me a drunk bride is an ugly bride. Like, don't fuck up. Do not get drunk. You know, have a few sips and keep it moving. So I just. I mean, I could have, but I just don't think I did. It had to be the seafood. Yeah. <laughs> Holy, I don't, trust, I, mean, I don't trust seafood. Yeah. The video is so funny. Wow. The video is so funny. I'm like spitting up foam and oh that, my God. That, I think our, our our ideas of humor might might be different in that way. In that <laughs> way. Not I also watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I just was like, well the funny thing about it is is they got my mom and daddy on tape, not worried. And everybody else, all my friends, they like crying. They're like, oh my God, what's wrong with Funky? And my mom and dad are like in the corner. They're like, this fucking bitch. And everybody's like, what is, why y'all, you know, this is your child. And my mom was like, girl, I'll, I'll be dragging that bitch inside every other weekend. <laughs> wow. Because me and my dad, we get to get, we used to get together and we used to meet every Sunday and we would dr- talk and drink from like 10 p.m. to six o'clock in the morning. And my mom would be waking up for work, and she'd be dragging us inside. Oh my and she, my mom has dragged me in the house plenty of times. <laughs> so she was just like, "This is just another episode of some bullshit." Y'all mm-hmm. keep y'all keep entertaining that crazy bitch. She ain't dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think about kids? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I I have really messed up reasons for why I want a baby. Like, and, I don't really want are. a baby for me. I want mm-hmm. a baby because my parents get old and they want me to have a baby. Yeah. yeah. But I can't take care of no damn kid right now. I'm 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 too busy. I'm too busy to court my own wife. So I can't. I can't. I just can't. I can't have a baby until I can afford a nanny. And then, you know, and then I'll visit from time to time. That's the key. That's I, my idea of parenting. See? My, and everybody think I'm crazy. I'm like, no, bro. My, my kid would be well fed, roof over the head, clothes on, the, on their back. They won't have to want for nothing. They're going to have everything. They're going to go to the best schools. I'm just not going to be around all the goddamn time. I'm not, I don't feel like it. And that's just the truth. Look, you'll provide in the way that you provide. Yeah, I love, you know, we got, we got different love languages. I love different. That's another thing me and my wife clash at, our love languages. Like, she's a romantic, you know. She loves through, you know, sweetness and all that shit. I love through money and uh, sex. So, this is how you know I love you. If you got a roof over your head and I'm taking care of you and make sure you're still alive, that means I love you. When we have sex, you see that passion? You feel that shit? I love you, bitch. That's how I love. She wants, like, flowers and shit. I ain't got time for all that. I mean, I'll send them, but they don't be from the heart. I just be like, let me send this shit so she don't say nothing. Because I got time to hear her mouth. Well, yeah, that's what you had to do when you speak a different love language. Yeah. You got to learn to speak the other person. The, the compromise, yeah. you know. And she want like rose petals every fucking well. I'm like, this ain't doing nothing but taking. T- it's just all over the place, bitch. I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> but she receives it as, I, <laughs> as love. She right? does. Yeah. She does. So it's beautiful. Oh, it's aggravating and, and fucking disgusting. Yeah, it's but, all about getting our needs met, however <laughs> we can. Mm-hmm. And that's how I'll be, you know, like like with my kid. Like I would be like the daddy on fences, you know. Oh yeah. Don't don't question me. If I, if if I'm providing for you, that means I love you. I ain't got to like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I that. felt that shit when I watched that. I was like, damn, that's the type of parent I'm gonna be. <laughs> You're gonna give some monologues. Yeah. You're gonna give some Oscar-winning monologues. Hell yeah! yeah. Hell yeah! You channel your inner Denzel. That's right. That was devastating. Oh my god, I forgot all about that oh. speech. Oh yeah. Oof. 
And then he had that baby with that other woman. I'm mm-hmm. like, Denzel. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen uh, James Earl Jones do it on the Tonys? I have not. It's on YouTube. We have a lot of assignments for you. Okay. I'm doing YouTube. I'm doing 15. I'm uh-huh. not YouTube. I'm doing James Earl 15. Jones. Yeah. James Earl Jones and, and Fences. <laughs> and, and 15. Uh, and, and Swan's and Crossing. And you're going to the max. And I'm going to the max. Yep. Who would you prefer? Your dad's card is full. Who would you prefer, James L. Jones or Denzel Washington's monologue? Ooh. That's a tough call. I would say Denzel for sure. I would say James L. Jones because it's not the kind of thing we normally see from him. Hmm. Yeah. You you know, you expect mm-hmm. a monologue out of Denzel. Yeah. You know, you expect – this is like – it's a younger James Earl Jones. Oh, you yeah. You know, it's okay. just – it's him being oh. a little more difficult. Oh, I see. I thought you meant more recently. No, no, no. no this was like in the 80s sometimes. This is when it was on Broadway. Wow. Not the first time, but hmm. oh. maybe the first time. I don't know. I don't cool. Know. Like, well, we got a lot to do. <laughs> we have a lot to do. We should get to it. Okay. Punky Johnson, thank yes. you so much for being here. Guys, I should be thanking you. Don't Please, me. come back anytime. Uh, this is a great office. For those that's that's tuning in, mm-hmm. this is this is how you run. Hear that, everybody? We're in a nice space. That's right. <laughs> this is how you run it. Thumbs up from the booth. It's fantastic in here. Love it. Thank you guys so, so, so much. Thank, thank you. you, Punky. Hell thank yeah. you, everybody at Earwolf. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, Ryan. Thank, thank you, Ben Wise, for the music. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Dave Holmes. Uh, bye. Yeah. Punky Johnson. Uh, 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 Punky uh, uh, Johnson. Was that the Punky Brewster theme song? Punky Brewster. You know, I have no idea. Oh no, that was the, this the cartoon the the theme song oh. from the TV show was maybe the world is blind. It was definitely something. Anyway, it was a, a, a dog's journey kind of a, uh, a song. Yes. You know what I mean? Something win winsome. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Punky Johnson. Thank you, Punky Johnson. Thank you, Dana Wickens. Thank you, Ryan Connor. Thank, thank you, Colin you, Anderson. Colin. And thank you, Ben Wise, for the music. Thank you, listener. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Dave. Enjoy your second weekend of Coachella. Hmm. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh. Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.